our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM. Wow, what a beautiful song there by Matima Moremi with uh, Kilerato right here on uh, Radio Puppet, your daily companion, bring us to exactly 10 minutes after 6. And uh, I'm so grateful that I can be able to speak with you again uh, this evening. And I would like to take this moment to thank our Heavenly Father for making all this uh, possible. Because I did not been because of him. I don't think all of us would be here or would would still uh, be alive. So we give him all the glory, the honor, and uh, the adoration as always. And of course, uh, uh, before I can continue with what I have in store for you, I would like to take this moment to thank uh, the legendary Yonels uh, for the program. Yes, he started with something else at 3 o'clock and... Uh, he continued with the spectrum uh, until 6 p.m. right here on uh, Radio Puppetio Daily Companion. By the way, I thought, and I mean, I hope that you had a great time, a great day, wherever you might be. And if you are driving, please make sure that you drive carefully. And of course, I would like to again uh, ask that we continue to pray for uh, this beautiful country of ours. So, yes, we've been praying for rain for a very, very long time, but hey, I think it's too much now. Uh, you know, too much blessings is not something that we need right now. So, I think we just need average, average rain because if you have too much of anything, as we all know, it can end up being, you know, dangerous and detrimental to um, uh, the society, to life in general. So, what I'm asking you to do is let's just do it prayerfully and prophetically and see um, what the Holy Spirit is saying instead of just seeing things happening without knowing exactly uh, what is coming our way. So we should always be on the lookout for certain things such as this. You should be able to know whether it is from the enemy or it is just uh, uh, from our Heavenly Father who is craning us in and say, guys, you are out of the way now. So come back to me. Come back to me. So we need... Uh, uh, people like that, prophets, people who are prophetic, so to speak. And of course, as always, we are now joined by the uh, Muruti Bishop, uh, yeah, Apostle. <laughs> Man, I'm going to be rebuked. <laughs> I know he doesn't like titles at all, but Muruti, uh, good evening and welcome back uh, to Radio Puppet. Muruti, good evening and uh, blessed good uh, Thursday evening to all the Radio Puppet listeners. I hope you had a great week, Maruti. You had a great time, and looking forward to another great uh, week ahead. Indeed, indeed, Maruti. You know the grace of God is keeping us, and uh, you know we can't complain. We can only thank God, uh, despite the challenges that we see around us. But uh, the grace is sufficient for us. Mm. Maruti, we are still fighting COVID nineteen pandemic, but I have this feeling in me that I'm Magiti. Uh, it's not as strong as it used to be, but you have the stats, Maruti. If you can maybe give us some indication with regard to what are the latest uh, COVID-19 statistics, Maruti. And of course, uh, give us information with regard to the growing talk of the likelihood of the fifth wave before our winter. But even if it comes, Muruti, will it be strong or it can be just weak? But before you can go to that one, just give us the statistics, Muruti. Is it, uh, are they, you know, uh, um, are, are they going down? Um, the daily uh, inf- infections, uh, the stats, Muruti, are they going down or are they just, are they just going up and up? Uh, Muruti, um, 
Authority, remember that um, um, the last time we spoke, <clears throat> I did indicate, and fortunately, I think a few days after that, um, it was confirmed, the Department of Health did confirm that South Africa was indeed, at that time, I had said South Africa is um, technically looking at the numbers out of the fourth wave. So we have uh, ran out the, the fourth wave because one looks at the behavior of the curve and look at how um, the curve remains suppressed over a number of time, over a number of days. So it is indeed confirmed the um, the fourth wave. Um, you know, we we be over the fourth wave. However, we may be out of the fourth wave, but remember that they are remnants of this of this of this fourth wave. If you look at the numbers, um, let me start with a positive number. A positive number is that. Uh, we are now at over 96% recovery rate. So we're seeing um, a lot of people recovering from the um, um, from the virus, which in a short term is encouraging. It is good. There are still a number of unknowns. And you will realize that many times when we talk about the pandemic, because we don't have any way of knowing we don't have any way of knowing with certainty. That is why even the Bible says we know in part and we prophesy in part. So even 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 science, even in science, you know, um, the knowledge is not is not full yet. It's based on speculation, speculative models. Um, if you look at the numbers of number of new cases. Um, the number of new cases are sitting, um, you know, yesterday it was reported at uh, 2,824. However, we saw a bit of a spike in the daily deaths in the last number of days. Um, but this is coming at the back of um, one of the days that actually reported 18 deaths. I think that was on Monday, where 18 deaths. Were, were reported, and that's the, the time where we touched the recovery rate of 96%. Now, what that means, it only means, and I think the Department of Health has released the cautionary to, to, to that regard to say, you know, there is a backlog in um, verifying and certifying the, um, the, the COVID deaths. And therefore, as a result of that delay, we are likely to see, you know, from an 18 to see a big jump to 186 and then um, again to about 268 and yesterday to 230. As we see this taper off, we will then begin to see um, this uh, exit out of... um, the, the fourth wave really beginning to hold and hold strong. But the recovery rate it is a one good indicator that indicates to us that we are out of that, uh, um, of that fourth wave. Now, if we look at the number of deaths, um, you know, South Africa is approaching um, a 100,000 um, um, mark in terms of deaths, and that is a significant number. 
Yeah, I, I'm not a scientist, Muruti, but allow me to become um, a conspiracy theorist just once, yes, just this once. I think one of the two things might be happening out there is either um, the virus is getting weaker or we are getting stronger. Our um, immune system is beginning to uh, resist it. I'm not. Um, I'm speaking it from the you know spiritual scientific point of view. <laughs> if there is such a thing, Muruti. Muriki, remember, remember, remember that uh, the Omicron um, variant was the weaker of all the variants. Mm. So let's not let's not um, discount that. Okay. It has been established that Omicron was a weaker variant, meaning mm. Omicron did not have as much adverse effects and did not result in hospitalization. Mm. What we do not know, and it's a big unknown, is this concept of what is called long COVID. Okay. Um, to say, you know, the long-term effect, even of uh, Omicron, which is the, 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 weaker, mm. the weaker one. I mean, some people that had COVID um, right on the onset two years ago are beginning to experience, uh, you know, um, asthma, mildest as they may be but they've never had asthma before. Okay. And, and, and one is beginning to say there's a lot of unknowns. All right, um, mm. and, and we may live with the after effects for quite some time. Mm. And uh, you've asked another question that about, you know, the growing indication uh, of the likely um, arrival of um, the fifth wave. Um, you know, in all likelihood, um, it is likely, we have spoken about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago, that um, at the onset of our winter season, we are in all likelihood likely to see mm. um, a, new, a, a new wave. Um, and we are praying that it becomes weaker than Omicron. But uh, if it becomes mm. worse than Omicron, then the world has got... Mm. What's, what's the trend like outside, Muruti? Just a final one on COVID, because there is a lot that you, you need to share with us this evening. Are people getting rid of the masks or or what is happening? Uh, yeah, I know that recently uh, there was a high court application uh, whereby um, the applicants were asking that uh, um, the emergency, what do you call it, emergency, um, be getting, gotten rid of? The, the the national disaster. Yes, yes, yes. What what's happening out, outside of South Africa, Muruti? Um, looking at the countries like uh, European countries. Uh, Muruti, I I am worried. I I've, I've got to I've got to accept uh, and, and 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 be um, frank and outright. I am worried um, at what we see. There's a lot of political expediency which is not based and found in science, in medical science for that matter, you know, where people are just taking decisions because um, of, you know, God knows what. Um, And uh, I'm afraid that if the variant that arrives with the fifth wave becomes stronger than where we are or than Delta, then Europe will be, um, you know, will be on its knees. Um, Africa is not mismanaging. And my, my, my contention is always that Africa can ill afford 
to mismanage the pandemic. That is why the National Disaster Management Act will still remain. And I think the president will talk mm. about it today. Will still remain because it's a tool that we have at our disposal. Mm. But once you throw away all the tools that you have at your disposal, when it hits, when you least expect, and you have thrown away all your tools, there will be the biggest, that will be the biggest disaster. Mm. So I think Europe is reckless and irresponsible. In all right. Europe. Still talking about Europe, Murdo, what's the latest between Russia? I think it's uh, Russia, uh, U.S. tension. I think uh, uh, the the point of contention, the the land of contention or the country of contention is, is it Ukraine, Muruti? It's Ukraine, indeed. Indeed, it is Ukraine. Mm. Well, what, is, what is the latest as far as this tension is concerned? Will it lead to another war, probably the Third World War? Well, Muruti, I'm not sure whether it will be, it will be a world war because normally we, we tend to label European wars as world wars. Um, whereas, you know, uh, African wars, we call them civil wars. So I'm, 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 really, I'm really not sure. And I, I think that, that may be answered in a number of um, questions that, that we're going to ask. The, the tension right now um, between America and Russia, and here it's because of who's got the strength and who's got the veto powers, because both Russia and even China are more members of the... UN Security Council with veto powers, and therefore the UN cannot intervene because either Russia or China will then veto. Ukraine does not have, but the US does have, and the US brings in with it the NATO members who are calling for Russia to de-escalate. To de-escalate, the contention of Russia is that Ukraine is part of Russia. Remember that Ukraine was part of the USSR, of the Federation. And the biggest question to to ask is whether will Russia invade and annex Ukraine as the situation stands. And that's that's a question that we will begin to see in the next uh, week or the next few days because we are at a most dangerous moment, at a delicate moment because tensions have heightened, crises have heightened, they have sought to talk, but we see more military exercises being conducted on the side of Russia and on the side of Ukraine. Ukraine is being joined by NATO because Ukraine um, has or um, is supported by Europe, and Europe is a member of NATO. And therefore, Russia, in the negotiations that have taken place, Russia placed a demand. Uh, which is legally enforceable, um, you know, with security gu- guarantees from both the U.S. and NATO. So Russia is actually, um, you know, negotiating for a legally enforceable security um, uh, guarantee. And that security guarantee, when one looks at the talks and the discussions that have taken place, leads to what we call the international government or the world order you know, um, where one is asking and saying, is this bringing in the new world order? We are seeing diplomacy and we are seeing uh, deterrent measures, but it looks like the build-up right now is favoring the deterrent 
a response, which in actual fact in all likelihood is likely to lead um, to to a war, whether it will be a world, world war, I doubt, because as Africans, one over 1.2 billion people, we are not part of that war. It's not even a proxy war for us. Um, if you look at um, India, India is not part of that. We are not even part of that. So it cannot be a um, a world war. It may be an Asian war, maybe. It may be a, 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 a European war. war. Yes. So it can either be a world war, uh, what's that, world war, or world uh, new world order and uh, is it is the new world order something to be scared of uh, Muruti, unfortunately because of the writings that we that we have seen in the in the western church and by the western church i'm referring mainly to um um the the the, the, um, the american the american church because there is no basis for what is called the, the the new world order because remember that the world has gone through um, a whole number of uh, international or um, global governments um, and the bible does not even um, begin to venture into uh, this concept of the new world order it, the bible does not even use the term the new world order but they are writing out of the west that refer to the to the new world order and uh, for us, I think, you know, the current order is Africans. Um, you know, Africa uh, has got an observer status on the Security Council. Mm. Now, if the new world order means Africa will also need to have a permanent seat on the table of the Security Council, then the new world order is not something to be scared of. Murudi, because of time, let's quickly look at what you can expect. Tonight is the State of the Nation address. Uh, what is it that we can expect as a nation uh, from our president? Uh, Muruti, um, quickly five things. Um, I think the president, because our economy is not uh, doing so well right now, post the pandemic, is going to be talking about the economic recovery and development plan of government is going to be talking um, about unemployment, about jobs, about measures to address jobs. I think he will make mention of the 350 rents, whether the 350 rents stay or the 350 rents go away. The other issue will be the issue of load shedding. ESCOM, the issue of energy, is going to be spending uh, some time on that, and he'll be talking as well on infrastructure rollout plan because infra- infrastructure rollout plan has got propensity to create jobs and address unemployment. So how now raga buanya naga petrol price imuruti that is I mean the prices the petrol price and diesel price uh, paraffin prices muruti are uh, extremely uh, high unavoid and and what's that um, we cannot aff- unaffordable we cannot afford them at, at the moment. I, I, I doubt <laughs> in the purview of the president, uh, in the state of the nation, address. Yeah. All right.
Um, you know, should we pray I, about maybe, that? Should we pray about that, Maruti? So that they can maybe funny? should we pray about that? So that we can, they can maybe take that into consideration. Uh, this is one of the factors that can be hindering our economic growth. I mean, when price petrol prices and fuel prices go up, obviously food prices go up, and everything become unaffordable, more especially to the poorest of the poor. Should we pray about that so that uh, uh, those in power can be able to see that and maybe uh, do something with the things that contribute to uh, petrol price increase. I know I'm asking the right person here. <laughs> Muruti, I think what we should what we should be praying for because remember, uh, petro, petroleum is one of the administered um, commodities. So there are administered prices. Government can do something about the administered portion. What we should be praying for? We should be praying for discovery of oil um, in South Africa on our shores, the discovery of gas, we should be praying for that because we are paying so much higher prices um, for petrol because our petrol is actually um, traded internationally and uh, it comes from the wells in the Middle East and that is not sustainable. So we will always be price takers if we don't discover oil and gas on our shores. Yeah, so so Muruti uh, Texas, Lady uh, Intoyena, uh, the uh, what do you call them, um, the levies, they don't also contribute to that. Well, they, that's why I'm saying that they administer that portion. Yes, that I they think. Can, in one way or another, even if it's removed from petrol, you will still pay for it somewhere else. Yes, but at least if they can remove it from petrol, because I mean, we are taxed in everything, Muruti. Yeah, food you get taxed, fuel you get taxed, you buy a car you get taxed, you buy oil you get taxed, and all that. But even I was just speaking as a poor person, where I'm poorest of the poor, where I man. And maybe we need to pray for about this thing so that uh, maybe they can take this into consideration. Because the poorest of the poor, like myself, eesh, we are suffering, Muruti. But <laughs> nevertheless, thanks for yeah, the but, time. <laughs> but Muruti, I think your your point is taken. But let me tell you, mm. if we discover oil, if we discover gas... How long will it take us to discover, Muruti? How long will it take us to discover? Well, there's exploration that is still taking place. We yeah. have discovered shale gas. We have discovered oil off the coast of uh, the East Coast and the West Coast. Mm. We've discovered um, condensate in Antiniqua. Um, you know, in, in a, it takes about four years until the well is actually drilled. Mm. And then I see a lot of car manufacturers uh, manufacturing electrical cars, Muruti. Are we going to see this happening? Will it be viable in, and sustainable in South Africa? Do you think so? Uh, now that Rikopanali load shading, like where I am right now, there's load shading. Muruti, you are so, you are so right. You are mm. so right. Um, it is an inhibiting factor. Um, the state of our roads is an inhibiting factor. Um, you know, um, we don't know whether um, electric cars, when they meet the terrain of potholes and everything, when you hit the pothole, that um, electricity in the vehicle will not explode or not. So mm. th- there's a lot of innovative factors. We need to address the fundamental infrastructure problems and uh, the load shedding problems that we must address. Muruti, thank you very much for your time. I know I took you uh, longer. I talked to you longer than I always do, but I, I felt we really need to raise this prayer point issues. That's a petrol All price. Right. Now that All the right. president is speaking, maybe the Holy Spirit can take control and say, 
Hey guys, <laughs> do something about this. Muruti I can be I can be contacted. Let me give you my number just now. Um, it's zero double one five six eight double two three nine. Zero double one five six eight double two three nine. Yes, sir. Hi, Papa. 27 minutes to 7 on AM657. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion.